The Baltimore Ravens hired Zach Orr as their defensive coordinator on Thursday. And today we talk about why the move was a perfect one for the team. All that and more coming up next year on this episode of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, where your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast here. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire, coming to you from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for being here, making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all podcasting platforms, and including video form on YouTube, where you can hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, or audio form, where you get your podcast, you can follow along there, subscribe as well. We're five days a week here on Locked On Ravens, plus bonus content even in the offseason, I know the season ended in disappointing fashion for Baltimore, but we still are going to bring you free agency, draft, leading up to next year, and we're going to be going five days a week, as we always do here on Locked On Ravens. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs wants to find the qualified candidates who want to talk to you faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're back. With another episode here on Purple Friday, we are going to be waiting for at least the time of this recording. It's not has not happened yet. Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh speaking to the media. We're certain to hear about some things about you know the game, some offseason plans, and we're going to talk in the final part of the show a little bit about what we want to hear from Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh later today. And if you've already listened to that press conference, you can of course see if what I said was actually asked and answered. But we're going to be talking a lot about Zach Orr today. He was the hire for the Ravens at the defensive coordinator position. Baltimore obviously lost Mike McDonald to the Seattle Seahawks. And it was a big loss for him, but I think Baltimore pivoted really nicely. And we're going to talk about why Zach Orr is the perfect hire for the Ravens at the defensive coordinator position. All things considered, right? Taking everything into account. Now we'll get into Zach Orr and hopefully him keeping the system. I mean, I think that's why you go internal for the Ravens. McDonald leaves with the system stays. So that's what I'm really excited about. We're going to get to that in the second part of the show as well. Then a little bit about how the Ravens will respond to not only losing McDonald with a couple of other coaches and even maybe more at the time of this recording. We only know Denard Wilson is left and Ortiz and McDonald, et cetera. Maybe an Anthony Weaver leaves. Maybe somebody else leaves. How are the Ravens going to respond to that? And how would they look to fill out their coaching staff? So again, jam-packed episode here on Locked on Ravens today. Really appreciate all the support, whether you're in every day or you're tuning in every single day here. If you're new to the channel, Welcome in. Thanks for tuning in here. And if you're somewhere in the middle, you tune in one day, don't another, tune in another day. If you're already, if you're already tuning in, why not subscribe to the channel or follow along? It helps me out a ton, puts the show in front of Ravens fans. Tell a friend, tell a family member we're here for him with daily Ravens coverage. Now, Zach Orr, let's get into the conversation right now. Zach Orr, to me, is such a good hire for this Ravens team, especially when you consider when you consider everything that happened for the Ravens over the last, really, we're on day five now. It's been a it's been a roller coaster of emotions. Baltimore loses that AFC Championship game on Sunday. Season's over. Mike McDonald leaves on Wednesday, and then Thursday you get the Zach Orr hire. Just the, he, talking about Baltimore sports, being an Orioles fan, obviously there's new ownership of the Orioles now, and then the Corbin Burns trade happens late last night. So craziness all around in Baltimore sports. But we talked about it a bit on yesterday's show. 
with Rocco to Sangro, which again, only really had a shelf life of about six or seven hours because the Ravens moved so quickly. We talked about defensive coordinator candidates. If you want to see our prediction, be sure to check out that episode. But with Zach Orr, I mean, he's a guy that was getting looks, right? The Packers were interviewing him. There was a chance he went to Seattle with McDonald and, and or is McDonald's right hand man. This to me is really interesting when you consider also the history of Baltimore's recent defensive coordinator hires. When you talk about Don Martindale, who coached linebackers, promoted a defensive coordinator. You talk about Mike McDonald, coach linebackers, promoted a defensive coordinator. Talk about Zach Orr, coach linebackers, promoted a defensive coordinator. It's a, it's a pattern for this Ravens team. And look, it's, it's a succession system, which I think has done very well for them. And losing Mike McDonald hurts, right? I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. It, you would prefer to keep him. But with all the circumstances, the, the background on Zach Orr is he played in the NFL for three seasons, all with the Ravens, was an all-pro, second-team all-pro, was last year in the league in 2016. Then his career gets cut short. He goes into the coaching world, comes to the Baltimore organization in that, that capacity in 2017, I believe it was. Goes to Jacksonville for a year, comes back to Baltimore after that, and that was a defensive coordinator. For Mike McDonald, it's kind of like the, it's not exactly the same, but it's some of the same trajectory where, again, McDonald has spent a bunch of years in the Ravens organization. Then he ends up going to Michigan for a season, comes back as the Ravens defensive coordinator. And for, or again, he didn't get the coordinator job coming back from Jacksonville, but he started with the Ravens, left for a year, came back, coached the linebackers, and now is a defensive coordinator or is 31 years old, one of the bright up and coming defensive minds, up and coming coaches in this league, very highly respected, not only in the Ravens organization, but across the league. And if you want a guy like that, we talked about it yesterday. You have to move quickly for the Ravens, right? And coaches are getting taken here and taken there and taken everywhere. If they didn't move quickly on this thing, there was a shot that Orr potentially would have left. Now, Zach Orr loves this city. He loves this organization. It would have taken a lot to pry him away from Baltimore, much like it did when he got pried away and worked in Jacksonville for that season. But he loves everything about the city and the organization. And to me, I think that's such a big point in why he decided to stay. Plus, Baltimore's not a bad situation, right? Sometimes you just want to stay in your situation. You get a promotion, right? You, you get the opportunity to run your own defense. You could have done that in Seattle. You could have done that in Green Bay. But you get to stay with where you're familiar, with the players you're familiar with, the coaching staff you're familiar with, and you now have – more freedom in terms of, yeah, now you're the play caller, right? It's not Mike McDonald anymore, who, by the way, in his press conference in Seattle yesterday, did say he's going to be the defensive play caller for Seattle at first. So maybe that has something to do with it, right? Where maybe Mike McDonald called Zach and was like, hey, we, we want you here in Seattle. I'm going to call the plays. But we'd love to have you is, is a guy that we can go with and trust. And you, you know me, I know you. And maybe Zach Orr was offered that Ravens job too. And he said, yeah, look, well, I'm going to call the plays here. And that maybe was a decision for it. But now you get to keep the system too, which we're going to get to in the second part of the show. And that's part to me why it's the perfect hire, all things considered. You didn't want to go outside the organization for this. The Ravens defense was too good last season. There were too many good coaches with McDonald and Orr and Weaver and Wilson and all the Hewitt and all these, all these coaches, right? Chuck Smith, so many good coaches here. And Zach Orr was one of them. You don't want to bring in an external guy who maybe wants to make his own hire here and get rid of a good coach there. The Ravens defense was number one in so many categories. And Zach Orr has the pulse of his players. I mean, he was a player, right? I said 2014 to 2016 played in the NFL. He, he understands he's a master motivator. 
He's somebody that can have his players want to go to war for him every single game. And you want to have a guy like that. McDonald was the exact same way. So when you look at the parallels between Zach Orr and Mike McDonald, again, not the same person. McDonald had play calling experience in Michigan. Zach Orr does not have play calling experience, but McDonald and Orr, I mean, look, Orr has playing experience. I mean, that's the difference here where you're going to have to go through some growing pains. I think at first with Zach Orr, where then maybe there'll be some, we saw it with Mike McDonald too. Mike McDonald was not perfect at first where he had a couple of really bad games. I mean, second game of the season against Miami last year, probably his worst game. But one of the things that I love about Mike McDonald is his in-game adjustments and just his ability to adjust in general. He adjusted from that game. And I don't really think, you know, if you talk about bad Mike McDonald games, I don't, I don't think he had one that you say that's bad, bad, bad. Cause he either adjusted or he just was dominant. So, or has, you know, some steps ahead of him to be able to go, go out there and just be what Mike McDonald was, but there's no replacing Mike McDonald. Zach War is going to be his own version of himself. And I like that. I like that with Baltimore, you have an opportunity to, again, grow as a defensive coordinator, grow as a defense, honestly, with Zach or here. And I, I love this hire because it would have been it would have been tough to watch Mike McDonald go out the door, Denard Wilson go out the door, and then Zach Orr go out the door. Orr has been Orr has been I think in this position for a little bit now, where he has earned respect both as a player and as a coach. And and I couldn't be more happy for him. And after a couple of rough, rough, rough days for the Ravens organization in terms of losing that championship game and losing Mike McDonald and a bunch of other pieces, the Ravens definitely got this one right. And I'm really excited to see how Zach or hopefully flourishes again. It's not all going to be perfect. Not all sunshine and rainbows at first for him. Definitely going to be some learning experiences, but I think in the long run, we could be talking about someone who look, maybe John Harbaugh, something doesn't work out with him or he retires or he leaves or whatever. I think you could be looking in a couple years. If that happens, Zach or could be the successor to John Harbaugh. But we're getting, we're, that's, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves there, right? Coming up in the second part of the show, we'll talk more about Zach or the defensive coordinator and why keeping this system is so important for this Ravens team and how they move forward. So be sure to stay tuned. A lot to get to unlocked on Ravens. First, this show is sponsored by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends in Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. The class-exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. And gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. Plus, Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. It has room for up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability with 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing when adventure calls the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. We're back. Our second segment of Locked On Ravens Purple Friday. Kevin Ostreicher still talking with you here. Unfortunately, Ravens don't make the Super Bowl. They lose to the Chiefs. They do lose a couple of key personnel members, such as Mike McDonald, but they do keep one of their own and promote him into a role I think he's very well deserved for, and he's ready for that, Zach Orr. Let's keep talking about him a little bit because, to me, I think with the Ravens, I mentioned it earlier in the first part of the show, we saw how good that system was. Baltimore, and look, 
McDonald has a huge role to play in that. Denard Wilson has a huge role to play in that. But then we can't just this. We, we can't just throw away all those other coaches, right? Zach Orr was a huge part of that. Anthony Weaver, even if he stays or goes, big part of that. Chuck Smith, Chris Hewitt, all these coaches, they were all massive. And for Zach Orr, you're familiar with this organization. You're familiar with the system. And keeping the system is the most important part to me. You don't want to get rid of that system. McDonald's bringing that system to Seattle. I'm sure we'll see it in Los Angeles with Jesse Minter, who was with the Ravens for a while, went to Michigan after McDonald came back to Baltimore and now he is in Los Angeles with Jim Harbaugh who also apparently is going to have Greg Roman on his staff so uh, those are the reports so very interesting by Jim Harbaugh great run game guy but obviously the past games just did not work in Baltimore but regardless you want to keep the defensive system here plus you're returning a lot of players I understand that free agency it's going to be a little crazy with Justin Matabike and Patrick Queen and Geno Stone and all those guys but to me, I just I feel like even if you lose a couple of those, like let's say Patrick Queen leaves, let's say Geno Stone, maybe one of Jadavion Clowney or Kyle Van Noy, you still have Roquan Smith, you still have Kyle Hamilton, you still have Marlon Humphrey, you still have a bunch of really quality playmakers in really all at, at all three levels, if we're being honest. And I don't think they're going to lose everybody. Like I think they're going to do whatever they can to bring Justin Matabike back, whether it's franchise tag extension. Patrick Queen's a little more of a, a, a long shot, in my opinion, just because they've already paid Rook 100 million. And then you have, you know, just what is Patrick Queen going to demand on the open market? Can you afford to pay Patrick Queen what he wants? Do you know still might be paid to be a starting safety somewhere else? I mean, who knows at this point? But just because they might lose a guy or two and, and a couple good players, if that's what happens, doesn't mean that Zach Gore isn't going to have all these great players to work with and what he can do. And he, he he's somebody where he has learned under Mike McDonald. He has learned under, you know, multiple different coaches over the course of his tenure, both in Baltimore as a player, in Baltimore as a coach, even in Jacksonville. It wasn't a great year for the Jaguars that year with Urban Meyer, but still, Zach Orr learned a lot from that experience, probably. Even though he's 31 years old, he's well-traveled already. Again, his career ended really early as a player, and that has allowed him to take on a bunch of different perspectives, which sometimes you, you just don't get. I think having the player and coach experience, I don't think it takes anything away from you if you didn't play football and you're a coach, right? I don't, I don't think that whatsoever, but it's a, it's a different perspective on things. And to me, I think that it just gives you a bunch of different other ways to look at what happens on the field, see what happens on the field, and it is valuable. So I'm not, you know, pro player coach or non-pro player coach. It doesn't matter to me, but it does give you a, a different perspective, which I do think is good. And Baltimore's kind of had this same system be passed up the ranks with, with a different twist on it. I know Don Martindale is different than Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald's different than Zach Orr. There's, it's going to be a different system, but you're keeping a lot of the same principles and you're not asking these players to learn a, a completely new system. With Todd Munkin, it was some of the same stuff, right? You know, you kept the Greg Roman run concepts, you kept stuff here, you kept stuff there. But what they were running early in the season was very Greg Romany. And then they tried to work in new Todd Munkin concepts every week, every week, every week before we finally got to see what, hey, you know what, this is what Todd Munkin's offense looks like. With Zach Orr, you're still going to have the Mike McDonald, even some, maybe some Don Martindale in there too. But you're not going to try to shift everything. You're not going to do a 180. You're still going to want to use, you know, timely blitzes to your advantage. Blitz guys off the edge. You're going to want to take have teams take the short and intermediate stuff, but don't let them beat you deep. 
Red zone defense is going to be an emphasis with him. I mean, a lot of the same stuff, and we'll hear it during his introductory press conference later, I think, next week, where, yeah, you, you don't want to change everything around because that it just it complicates everything, especially, look, if this defense was like a middling defense or they weren't very good, you can understand, one, looking externally for the hire, or two, you, you hire someone to keep the good, but you kind of shift away from the bad. Baltimore's run defense was inconsistent, but it wasn't bad. The pass defense was incredible. Turnovers, best in the league. Sacks tied the franchise record, best in the league. I mean, those are the types of good things you, you do not want to take away. And it's not just about the players. It's not just about the coach. It has to go hand in hand. But you want to have a guy that you want to play for as a player, right? You, you want to go to war for your coach. And with Zach or being a master motivator, it just it just makes everything fit together. I'm not saying that losing Mike McDonald doesn't mean anything because they hired Zach or it does. You would rather have, I think in this position, if Mike McDonald came back for another year, everybody would be ecstatic. Everybody would be really happy about that. And I would be too, but the, the way the circumstances played out, the way Seattle really zoned in and, and zeroed in on McDonald as their guy, it, it just felt kind of inevitable that yeah, with the year he had and, and he, he really proved over the two years he was defensive coordinator in Baltimore it kind of felt less and less likely with each passing week that McDonald was going to stay. But just because you lose a guy in McDonald, just because that happens, look, there's no guarantee McDonald pans out in Seattle. I think, I think he will. I'm very high on his prospects there with that, those pieces on the defense. Just like there's no guarantee Zach Orr will pan out in Baltimore. There's always the uncertainty of moving from one guy to another, or you moving from one position to another and it not working. But I think if you're the Ravens, whether it was Weaver, whether it was Orr, I think Orr honestly was the guy I would have rather picked. No, no disrespect, obviously, but this was a great hire for Baltimore, and I think it was it was the right pivot for them. It was not ideal to lose McDonald, right? That's not it wasn't something that they embraced and said, okay, yeah, that's fine. We're just going to deal with it. They were bracing for it, and the fact that look, they had contingency plans and they had to move quickly with it because if they didn't. They really you couldn't just draw it out like the Todd Munkin process. That was really, that was a long process. They were figuring stuff out for a while, doing their due diligence. You couldn't do that this time around if you wanted to get one of your guys in in Baltimore. Literally 24 hours it took 24 hours for them to offer that job to Zach Warren for order to take it. So they knew it was coming, and they flipped the switch very quickly. And I'm very glad they did because they got I think again Mike McDonald up and coming defensive mind Zach Orr up-and-coming defensive mind. Coming up, though, we'll talk a bit about how the Ravens will respond to losing all these coaches and also what we want to hear from Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh at their end-of-season press conference. So be sure to stay tuned. A lot to get to on Lockdown Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. We're in February now, but at the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Landing jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why Landing Jobs has created tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And for me, I've had a ton of great experiences over on LinkedIn, whether it's finding jobs, connecting, networking, everything's been great with LinkedIn. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than the film professionals which make it the best place to hire. Plus hiring is really easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy. In fact, that 80% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. 
And maybe in 2024, we want to achieve some goals and the right team might be able to help you do that over on LinkedIn. That's why small business rate landing jobs. Number one, delivering quality hires for speaking competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thanks to LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Jump conditions apply. We're back. Our final segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostriker still talking with you here. Really appreciate everybody tuning in today, making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day here on this Purple Friday. Of course, again, we'll, we'll be back later today after Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh speak to the media. We'll be breaking down everything we saw, everything we heard, everything we learned from that. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, follow along, whether you're in video form, audio form. Really appreciate anybody who listens in audio form or watches in video. It's the same show, so you're not missing out anyway. You want to watch one day, listen another. And also on YouTube, you can turn notifications on for our live streams or just when we post in general. Same thing, obviously, in audio form. Five days a week of Ravens content, plus those bonus episodes. And also trying to kick back up my Instagram, start that back up. I've been posting on there consistently. So if you're an Instagram person, be sure to follow me over there. It's at chaosstriker 34 the same as my Twitter handle, which in the, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the bottom there below. Now, the Ravens are going to have to respond from losing a lot of these coaches, right? Obviously, going from Mike McDonald to Zach Orr, still lost losing Mike McDonald, but they pivoted. But again, Denard Wilson leaves. He, he's a big loss. Wilson in Philadelphia in 2022 had the best pass defense in the league as the pass guy for them. 2023 for Baltimore, best pass defense in the league as the pass guy for them. So that secondary, going to have to figure out who that next coach is going to be to replace Denard Wilson. But John Harbaugh is a master. He's a, he's a master hiring manager, right? I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding Harbaugh right now, but look, he knows how to look for, for coaches, assistant coaches. The Harbaugh coaching tree continues to expand and expand and expand and expand, whether it's guys getting promotions elsewhere, lateral moves. So, you know, people, I think, respect the Ravens organization. In fact, I know they respect the Ravens organization. And that to me is what makes it so fascinating that, again, the way that John Harbaugh constructed this coaching staff this year, sometimes, it's a little, oh, well, there are too many young coaches or too many veterans, and it's not a – John Harbaugh had the perfect mix of young coaches and veteran coaches this year, and I think it really paid off when it comes to what this team saw on the field because the coaching staff, I mean, again, everybody related back to the players, and that, to me, the locker room was awesome. The players wanted to play for their coaches. Coaches wanted to coach for their players. That's the perfect situation that anybody wants to be in, and to me, John Harbaugh, you know, He's had to go through this before. The Ravens had to go through this before, even before John Harbaugh, right? Competition for their own coaches. You got to try to keep them. If you leave, you got to replace them. And then those guys leave, you got to replace those. It's, it's a coaching carousel in Baltimore. So it's nothing new for the Ravens organization to kind of go through this and figure it all out and say, oh, well, we're losing XYZ this year. We got to go replace them with other, with other guys. It happens that way. Every team has to deal with it. Baltimore's obviously dealt with it maybe a little more than other teams have had to. But I still think that it, it's okay because the track record for the Ravens organization, I mean, you know all the coaches you've hired. And while not all of them work out, more often than not, it, they do. They, they do for the Ravens. Now, in terms of Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh, what they're going to say to the media today. And again, if you've already heard the press conference, you know what they've said. And I'm just, again, I'm predicting what, what's going to be asked and what they're going to say. I think for me, the thing that I want to hear the most is, first of all, just about the game plan in the AFC Championship game. John Harbaugh, after the game, you know, just said what he always he's always said. That's the way the game panned out. It's the way the game happened. And that, to me, is not good enough. I mean, 
I get that he was mad after the game and everything, but John Harbaugh has said that before. And we even heard it earlier this season, right? Keaton Mitchell gets what three carries, four carries in a game, and he's busting out long runs and they move away from him and the Ravens lose to the Browns. And John Harbaugh is asked about it. He said, well, that's just the way the game went. 2019, Gus Edwards gets three carries. The Ravens move away from their identity. John Harbaugh is asked about it. He goes, well, that's the way the game went. I think him taking accountability or him just explaining why it happened the way it did. He doesn't have to say, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm so, I'm so sorry this happened, but just, you know, just some level of an explanation, I think would go a long way for the fan base because we all, we all know what happened on the field that day. The Ravens got away from who they were and inexplicably got away from who they were historically got away from who they were in terms of how little they ran that ball after being such a dominant run team all season long. And if John Harbaugh goes up there and says, yeah, well, I thought it gave us the best chance to win. We had a game plan. That's not going to be good enough to anybody. And I think, I, I think that if you go that route, if you're John Harbaugh and, and again, if he just comes out and is, is honest with the whole thing, people aren't going to necessarily be happy about the way the game went, but I think that it would go a long way with people in terms of just saying, okay, the explanation is there. Now we know. So to me, that's going to be the thing that I know is going to be asked again about the, the championship game. I'm sure there'll be something asked about the disappointment of the season ending and how, you know, how surreal it is that they couldn't get the job done. Stuff about Lamar in there as well, I'd assume. Zach Orr is obviously going to be brought up. It will probably hear a little bit about the offseason and some guys like a fran the franchise tag potentially with Patrick Queen and Justin Matabike. I'm sure we'll also maybe get a question about the fifth-year option. Because I think at, at this one, I think at this time last year, we got the Patrick Queen fifth-year option question. And then, so I'm sure this year we'll get the fifth-year option question with Rashad Bateman and Adafi Owe. Those two are going to be the decisions for Eric DaCosta and company. And then uh, maybe for agency plans, I'm sure there'll be a question in there about Zay, maybe, depending on how long this thing goes. But there are going to be more questions about the championship game, as there should be. And yeah, Mike McDonald's going to be talked about as well, and maybe Denard Wilson. But the championship game, I think, should be the focus. And look, if there's accountability, if there's honesty in this whole thing, and I'm not, I'm not saying John Harbaugh goes up there and lies, but it, it, you know, if it's media answers, you know, like coach speak, GM speak, in terms of why the Ravens lost that game, I think you know, just full transparency will go a lot of way for a, a long way for a lot of fans, and that's what I'm hoping to see out of this whole situation. So we'll be back here. So later today, later today, we'll be talking really right after. I think it's at 11 a.m. Eastern, and we'll go live probably, depending on when it ends, maybe 12 p.m., 12.15, 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll talk about what we learned, what we heard, what we saw from that whole press conference with John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta. Hopefully, again, if you're listening to this after the fact, you already know what he said, so be sure to go check out my reaction to it over there. On We'll have it on YouTube. We'll do it live, and then also, if you, you missed it, you can check it out both in replay form and in audio form, it'll be up on all platforms. So I have you here today, though, on Locked on Ravens. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Coming up, we'll again be back here later today. Then after the live stream, we'll be back on Monday talking Ravens football. So be sure to stay tuned, subscribe, follow along the whole nine yards, video form, audio form. We'll see you right back here soon on Locked on Ravens.